March 1st, 1 Samuel chapter 5, verse 1 through chapter 7, verse 2. When the Philistines captured the Ark of God, they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Then the Philistines took the Ark of God and brought it into the house of Dagon and set it up beside Dagon. And when the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, behold, Dagon had fallen face downward on the ground before the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and put him back in his place. But when they rose early on the next morning, behold, Dagon had fallen face downward on the ground before the ark of the Lord, and the head of Dagon and both his hands were lying cut off on the threshold. Only the trunk of Dagon was left to him. This is why the priests of Dagon and all those who enter the house of Dagon do not tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. The hand of the Lord was heavy against the people of Ashdod, and he terrified and afflicted them with tumours, both Ashdod and its territory. And when the men of Ashdod saw how things were, they said, Ark of the God of Israel must not remain with us, for his hand is hard against us and against Dagon our God. So they sent and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, What shall we do with the Ark of the God of Israel? They answered, Let the Ark of the God of Israel be brought around to Gath. So they brought the Ark of the God of Israel there. But after they brought it round, the hand of the Lord was against the city, causing a very great panic, and he afflicted the men of the city, both young and old, so that tumours broke out on them. So they sent the Ark of God to Ekron. But as soon as the Ark of God came to Ekron, the people of Ekron cried out, They've brought around to us the Ark of the God of Israel to kill us and our people. They sent therefore and gathered together all the lords of the Philistines and said, Send away the ark of the God of Israel, and let it return to its own place, so that it may not kill us and our people. For there was a deathly panic throughout the whole city. The hand of God was very heavy there. The men who did not die were struck with tumours, and the cry of the city went up to heaven. The ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. And the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners and said, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us with what we shall send it to its place. They said, If you send away the ark of the God of Israel, do not send it empty, but by all means return him a guilt offering. Then you will be healed, and it will be known to you why his hand does not turn away from you. And they said, What is the guilt offering that we shall return to him? They answered, Five golden tumours and five golden mice, according to the number of the lords of the Philistines. For the same plague was on all of you and on your lords. So you must make images of your tumours and images of your mice that ravage the land, and give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps he will lighten his hand from off you and your gods and your land. Why should you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts? After he had dealt severely with them, did they not send the people away and they departed? 
Now then, take and prepare a new cart and two milk cows on which there has never come a yoke, and yoke the cows to the cart, but take their calves home away from them, and take the ark of the Lord and place it on the cart, and put in a box at its side the figures of gold which you are returning to him as a guilt offering. Then send it off and let it go its way, and watch. If it goes up on the way to its own land, to Beth Shemesh, then it is he who has done us this great harm. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that struck us, it happened to us by coincidence. The men did so, and took two milk cows and yoked them to the cart, and shut up their calves at home. And they put the ark of the Lord on the cart, and the box with the golden mice, and the images of their tumours. And the cows went straight in the direction of Beth Shemesh, along one highway, lowing as they went. They turned neither to the right nor to the left, and the lords of the Philistines went after them as far as the border of Beth Shemesh. Now the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley, and when they lifted up their eyes and saw the ark, they rejoiced to see it. The ark came into the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh and stopped there. A great stone was there, and they split up the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. And the Levites took down the ark of the Lord and the box that was beside it, in which were the golden figures, and set them upon the great stone. And the men of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and sacrificed sacrifices on that day to the Lord. And when the five lords of the Philistines saw it, they returned that day to Ekron. These are the golden tumors that the Philistines returned as a guilt offering to the Lord. One for Ashdod, one for Gaza, one for Ashkelon, one for Gath, one for Ekron. And the golden mice, according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both fortified cities and unwalled villages. The great stone beside which they set down the ark of the Lord is a witness to this day in the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh. And he struck down some of the men of Beth Shemesh because they looked upon the ark of the Lord. He struck seventy men of them, and the people mourned because the Lord had struck the people with a great blow. Then the men of Beth Shemesh said, Who is able to stand before the Lord, this holy God? And to whom shall he go up away from us? So they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kiriath-Jerim, saying, The Philistines have returned the ark of the Lord. Come down and take it up to you. And the men of Kiriath-Jerim came and took up the ark of the Lord and brought it to the house of Abinadab on the hill. And they consecrated his son Eleazar to have charge of the ark of the Lord. From the day that the ark was lodged at Kiriath-Jerim, a long time passed, some twenty years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. The Problem of God's Presence Ryan Kelly 
Despite the hopeful return of the word of the Lord, the rest of chapter 4 is beyond bleak. The Philistines trounce Israel in battle, wiping out her priests and taking away the ark. Israel had presumed that the mere presence of the ark ensured God's help and victory, but God was teaching them that his ark was far from a good luck charm. Indeed, he was teaching both the Philistines and the Israelites that there could actually be a problem when God's presence is in your midst. The Philistines placed the captured ark in the temple of one of their gods, Dagon, as a trophy of the defeat of Israel's God. But the living God will not be mocked. Dagon was found face down before the ark the next morning, and then headless the second morning. These were not coincidences, but signs of God's judgment. The hand of the Lord was heavy against the people, and he terrified and afflicted them with tumors. Chapter 5, verse 6. Thus the Philistines asked themselves, What shall we do with the ark? Off to Gath with it, some suggested. Then to Ekron. Finally, after multiplying havoc at each stop, back to Israel it went, as though this were some sort of terrifying game of hot potato. In the end, God proved that all the gods of the people are worthless idols. Psalm 96, verse 5. Further, he trounced the Philistines in their land and without a single Israelite to help. Hannah had foretold it so well. Not by might shall a man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Against them he will thunder. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 9-10. The Israelites themselves learned similar lessons. The men of Beth Shemesh rejoiced to see the ark return. They celebrated, even memorialized its return. But God struck some of the men when they looked upon the ark, chapter 6, verse 19. Seventy men were killed. The people mourned and asked themselves questions reminiscent of the Philistines' questions. Who is able to stand before the Lord, this holy God? And to whom shall he go up away from us? Chapter 6, verse 20. So they sent their God away for some twenty years, chapter 7, verse 2. The living God is no good luck charm, no victor's trophy, nor will he be gazed upon with mere curiosity. He will not be trifled with. Among those who are near me I will be sanctified, and before all the people I will be glorified, Leviticus chapter 10, verse 3. Without the blood of Christ, we too would wish to send God away before he destroyed us. His presence would be a huge problem. But Jesus has provided the way, so draw near.